0: Laissez After months of intensive study with the top linguists of our time in preparation for our Mardi Gras ad, we admit our Cajun accent isn't finely honed. But that won't stop us from telling you about our awesome Mardi Gras soap. Try our Fais Dodo Fleur de Lis soap on a beaded Mardi Gras rope. It smells like pralines and cream. Or our King for a Day King Cake soap. Each cinnamony slice oh, comes job. with its own baby. Pocket. So, we'll let the Cajuns do what they do best, and we'll stick with what we do best. Make awesome, vegan-friendly soap. Les les bon temps roulés! BubbleGenius.com!
1: The Bubble Genius Bob and Ches Show. This stuff is great, but it's like a lit bubble. So tell me, tell me, where have
0: you been? I haven't seen you, I haven't even... You haven't
1: even called or anything. Where have you been? Wha- Mom, I've been working nights. And? and? Well, tonight we were out late. Well, we took a ride out, out to the country, and we hit one of those deers. That's where well, the blood came from, I told you. Jimmy told you before, I want to say. Anyway, you know, it reminds me, I need this knife. I'm going to take this. It's okay? Okay, yeah. I just need to bring it Bring it back, though, you know. Well, the poor thing, you know, we got, I hit him in his, uh, we hit the deer in his paw, what do you call it? The paw. The, the paw. paw the, the what do the hoof got caught in the grill. Oh. I gotta, I gotta hack it off. Oh, ma, it's a sin. You're gonna leave it there, you know. So anyway, I'll, I'll bring your knife back if they do. Anyway, delicious. delicious. Thank you. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? Get I get your... a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down.
0: That's why I, I, I settle mean. down almost
1: every night. But then in the morning I'm free. I love you. I wanna be with you. I wanna be with you. Be with you. Don't just settle down. Did Tommy ever tell you about my painting? No. Look at this. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I like this one. The dog, One dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. Well, one enough. is going east and the other one is going west. So what? And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. <laughs> YouTube is just a click away with radio as your guest. There's no quicker way, so click away. Radio
2: does the rest. Oh, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey JoJo
1: Junior Shabadoo? That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> Joey Joey, Jojo! The following podcast contains harsh language, nudity, graphic violence, adult situations, and a healthy obsession with empirical reality. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show.
3: It is Thursday, February 7th, 2013, and this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. I'm Bob, that's Chez. We're brought to you every week by BubbleGenius.com, the best bath and body products ever, ever. (laughs) Ever. Go to BubbleGenius.com. You get 15% off your entire order, by the way, if you put in the uh, promo code Bob and Chez. I never say that at the top of the show, but I probably should. So it's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z when you go to check out at BubbleGenius.com. 15% off everything. So we have a few things to talk about this week. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking we're going to start by talking about drones. And there's, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to drones.
2: Yes, there are. Uh,
3: and then we're going to talk about gun control, because there's lots to talk about this week on gun control.
2: Hold on, let me let me assume the Glenn Greenwald, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, masturbation stance <laughs> to talk about drones.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think Glenn Greenwald is going to particularly like this show, but he should, because I have what I believe is a reasonable solution for all of this hoopla. I just not refer everyone to,
2: agrees
3: with you. I just refer to the drones program as hoopla. <laughs> uh, we've got some other stuff, some some bits of audio to play. Uh, a clip from Bill Maher that kind of infuriated me earlier this week, and um, oh,
2: right, the gun control thing. Right? Yeah, yeah,
3: and, and then a clip from Aaron Burnett on you CNN. And, you
2: and I are not going to agree on that.
3: Oh, we're not. Uh, well, to some extent.
2: I, I mean, I'll, I we'll get to it, but yeah, I mean, when I when I read what you're We'll talk
3: about it. Well, it's, the issue is uh, whether good guys with guns can stop bad guys from, you know,
2: yeah, shooting I mean, their I, guns. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, my, my view of that is, is I'm not so, certainly not evolving, but my view of that is like, I mean, I, I get the point where he's coming from. Him and Sam, Sam Harris both, actually. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, we'll see. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, we've also got an infuriating clip of Aaron Burnett on CNN. Really? Um, Aaron yeah. Burnett being infuriated? Yeah, I, can I, I you can't imagine. Imagine that. Imagine let that. Let me guess.
2: Let me guess. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, elitist and privileged and uh, and sneering and condescending. And, and
3: You know, she's become the queen of the Cavuto mark. We're all familiar with the Cavuto mark. It's uh, presenting a point of view in the form of a question. Right, of course. Made famous by Neil Cavuto. And, and she's been doing that left and right on CNN. She did it last week. I think it was about gun control. And then this week, it's also about gun control having to do with my friend and yours, Chez, Joe Biden. Hey. Joe Biden um, had sort of what I believe is a half gaffe, if there's such a thing as a half gaff.
2: I think I ordered that at uh, Coffee Bean the other day.
3: <laughs> a half gaff with whip. Yeah. So, I, just, I don't know if we're going to be able to get to everything, but let's just, before I spend half the show previewing what's coming up on the other half of the show, exactly. uh, I just want to mention that we now have some firm times for our meetup in Johnson City, Tennessee. We're going to say 8 o'clock. That's 8 o'clock at the Carnegie Hotel Bar in Johnson City, Tennessee on February 26th. That's just a little over a couple of weeks away. I'm the sure t-
2: they're on time, because Bob and I will be on the lamb after that.
3: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, you know, Frederick was trying to pitch this other place, but he, he said it was within driving distance, like two minutes driving distance. No, so, no, no, no. No, 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 no.
2: No, I, I want, want nothing to, to do. I, the, the least amount of space between bar and my bed... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's a good thing.
3: And then we, the next day, we've got lots of important things to do on the ETSU campus, Eastern Tennessee State University. I love
2: how we're basically boasting about the fact that we're going to be completely drunk and it's always before we have to do these you know, these things that we're actually being paid for.
3: And it's always the first thing we talk about. It's always the, the first thing right, right away. Yeah, is exactly. Always the... How
2: much do we suck? That seemed, that's like a real reason for going to this thing. Poor Frederick.
3: Yeah. we're just. I mean, we're, our qualification for our meetup place is whether or not we can get back to our rooms drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we're so respectable um the next day on the 27th from 6 to, uh, 6 p.m to 8 p.m at the dp culp center auditorium on etsu's campus i'm always up for a little dp we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> and we might not be appearing at all by the way we... get
2: well Ron jeremy while i'm on that subject
3: DP. Oh my god Oh my god I have no idea who D.P. Culp is But boy I'm sorry D.P. Culp
2: If my initials were D.P. instead of C.P. Oh my I would force people to call me that
3: Okay so we're going to be talking about Social media and politics And and trying not to mention the name of the auditorium During the actual presentation When we'll be driven out of there with, With like torches and pitchforks (laughs) so uh that's gonna be the 27th or the 26th and the 27th the meetup is on the 26th the uh the big panel uh, on social media and politics is on the 27th at 6 p.m at the dp culp center auditorium on the etsu campus so that's gonna be a lot of fun hopefully we won't get snowed in over there Um, so let's just dive into drones here. Obviously, that's been the big topic this week. Uh, and I've written about it twice, you know, and I I really grapple with this issue because, you know, I just, it's one of these things that has been latched onto by a certain segment of the, uh, the, the liberal blogging crowd.
2: Yeah. And the, the the perpetually aggrieved liberal
3: crowd. Well, and, and it's my view that it's. There's not a lot of nuance happening in this debate. It's 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 everything is taken at face value with regards to drones, that drones are not happening in wartime, that drones are being used to kill American citizens. And so that's just the surface layer of, of the drone. You know, I, I,
2: like I've looked at some of the pictures of the drone protests because I'm I'm writing about drones today for banter as well and i I just finished it so it'll be posted later and you know i'm looking for a picture to go with it and so i'm taking a look at the pictures of you know google image search drone protests and that kind of thing i mean aside from the ones that are overseas which uh, that makes a little more sense to me because these are the people actually being you know hit by drones but here at home it's like it's either people who it looks anyway like either like people who either lived through the 60s and are just thrilled to be getting back out there again mm-hmm. or people who are really sorry they missed out on the ability to protest during the 60s. So yeah. any opportunity they get,
3: yeah, man, imperial murder, man. Well, speaking of which, did you see the uh, Code Pink shut, basically shut down the John Brennan hearing today, uh, the confirmation I, you know, hearing?
2: Yeah, I did. I, I heard about it, and then I watched just a, a little clip of it. That yeah, it doesn't surprise me.
3: I, I've got the audio here, and it's, it's not nearly as entertaining as actually seeing it. And by entertaining, I mean frustrating and infuriating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the actual visuals, there is a puppet involved. Of course someone, there is. Someone brought a puppet. Right, of course there is. You know, t-
2: t- Jesus, I've written about that so many times, and and I know that there are others who sort of approach the subject too, that this 60s style of protest, that the legacy of that, that we've been left with, that sort of, you know, center-left to left America has been left with and continues to hang on to is ridiculous. You know, this idea that, that somehow the weirder you are you know if you bring your you know uh, i think david cross i think made the joke you know another silver robot for peace you know the the more ridiculous you make your protest the more quote unquote individualistic you are that yeah. somehow that makes a statement when the bottom line is it, that doesn't work anymore That doesn't frighten anybody. All that does is provide, you know, provide red meat for the flyover folks who look at it and go, you know, and that was wrong of me to say flyovers, but you get the picture. You know, the the middle American types, you know, the, the Fox News watchers who are looking for, you know, who are looking to have their preconceived notions of what liberals are all about, confirmed in wonderful fashion. And that's exactly what it does for them. You bring a puppet to a protest, you're a moron. right? right. And and your protest is right there. It tells you your protest is going to be ineffective.
3: Yeah. Well, we're going to play in the next segment. We're going to play the the actual audio of these various protests. And then I want to talk about the reaction to drones and the Obama administration right now. But I, I, I want to make sure I clarify what my position on this is. I don't like the president having eternal war powers. Right now, the president has eternal war powers. We're in what could be described as an endless war. We're in right. a war against terror. There will always be terror. One and there exactly,
2: will- yeah. No, that's I mean that's one of those things. Uh, uh, Stewart mentioned that. You know, yeah. it's like and it's something I said almost from the very beginning. You know, it's like waging a war on, on we.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there will always be terrorism.
2: Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not an army, it's a um, methodology. It's
3: individuals, yeah. And, this, this, and it works, by the way. That's right. That's right. I mean, as long as um, you know, people are fearful, th- that fear will be used against them in, in various right. capacities. So the, the problem is that in 2001, every...
2: Thank you, quoting, oh, thank you for quoting Rush, by the way.
3: What did I say?
2: <laughs> the weapon, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the weapon. Things, Things that we right. fear.
3: Oh, my God, yeah. The enemy within.
2: Get me within. Thank you. Okay.
3: <laughs> From Grace Under Pressure. Boy, we're nerds. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, in 2001, right after 9/11, Congress passed by unanimous consent the authorization for use of military force okay. against terrorism, which gave the president extraordinary war powers beyond his constitutional war powers. That's what's being exercised here. But it, the, the the difference between Killing American citizens, and there were American citizens killed in the Civil War, World War II. This is something that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. In the Civil War, it was two hundred fifty thousand American citizens, basically all of the casualties of the Confederate Army. In World War II, there were American citizens who defected and went over and joined the Nazi army. At least eight of them were killed in combat by Allied forces. This is something that happens during war. However, in the war on terror, this is an endless war. Therefore, endless war powers can't be allowed to continue. And so the way to solve this is not by screeching about something that is already precedent. The way to solve this is to say, let's repeal the authorization for use of military force. Let's get rid of that. Let's let's take away the president's war powers and define this as something that is uh, either intelligence or law enforcement. And from there, regulate the use of drones. Because once you take away the war powers, no more, using, you know, no more using wartime as an excuse to take out American citizens. So that's how you solve the problem. You just take away the war powers, game over. No more drones used against American citizens or targeted killings, however, however that may happen, whether drones or Tomahawk missiles or whatever. But that's how we get around it. But the problem is, is that it's so hysterical when people say, oh, we're killing American citizens, killing American citizens. But it's, 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 it's wartime. There's so much more to the equation than just this idea that the president is going around with a, you know, an AR-15 and gunning down American citizens summarily you know, in Times Square or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about I think it's either two or three American citizens that we know of with uh, from what we're told. And again, this is that's the big caveat. It's what we're told have very, very strong connections to multiple Al Qaeda attacks, including Fort Hood, 9-11, underwear bomber. So this is this is a real thing. But, of course, it's greeted with lots of hysteria. And, of course, as soon as you try to take a nuanced position, you're shouted down. And that's what I <laughs> rapidly discovered this week. Can't I like have- your
2: response, though. I've never seen you get that angry. That's, that's, like, that's my thing. My thing is, like, when somebody says, you know, uh, when somebody just decides to berate me and be a troll, my response is, go f yourself.
3: And that's what I kind of did in the comments on the daily banter. I just kind of. Yeah, you did. I I wasn't going to have any of it because, I mean, that was a great example of someone who was completely and totally unreasonable saying that somehow because I didn't screech about drones two or three years ago, that I can no longer. I've forfeited my right to. Uh, voice any opinion whatsoever about drones positive or negative right so i mean i i came up with what what i thought was a compromise and a rational solution to all of this you know because i i do understand the history of american war powers and warfare and what happens in that context but I also understand that this can't be allowed to go on. It's bad, bad. It could be in, in, in worse hands, in crazy wingnut President X's hand. This could be very, very bad.
2: You know, the interesting thing, though, is that I, I do take that into consideration. You know, obviously, the uh, what would happen if, a, if a, an administration that I really had much less faith in mm-hmm. had the keys to the drones? Yeah. Um, and by the way, you know, there's just no way around it. Dro- drones are here to stay. Mm-hmm. They they are going to become a sizable portion of our our military air force. That's they, right. They just will. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah,
3: and it's know? a matter of how. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of how we use them. I mean, we exactly. I mean, we have certain you know uh, with when it comes to law enforcement, we have certain ways of regulating law enforcement. Uh, a whole variety of rules and laws. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk more about this right after this.
1: Bob and Chez show. Yeah,
3: we're back. Um, let's. Yeah, you're writing about drones today. You're, you're basically gonna well, what, say. What I was okay.
2: gonna say before. What I was gonna say before the break yeah. is is you know one of the arguments that guys like you know the the guys like Greenwald love to make is oh you know what you're giving Obama a pass because he's Obama. And if the Bush administration had done it, one it got Greenwald, if I had a, a dime for every time I saw Greenwald on Twitter confront someone with, you know, if you, uh, you know, intellectual dishonesty, because if, if, you know, you, this had been done by George Bush, you'd be screaming. And I'll tell you something, um, I'm concerned about the use of drones either way, obviously, you, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it's fair to look at the ethical ramifications, but actually, no, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be all that worried if if I found out, look, you know what, uh without risking American lives, I mean, at least in the short term, you can make the argument that, you know, over overall the drones are bad for us and will wind up you know coming back to bite us in the ass. Um but I you know if if, if what I'm pretty sure that whatever administration said to me, and maybe this is, you know, I'll get yelled at for, you trust the government too much, and I'm not enough of an Alex Jones. But, you know, the government tells me, or, you know, I learned through, you know, a lot of sources that I read that there is somebody who is genuinely a a bad guy who has joined Al-Qaeda. I don't care what administration says, we're going to put a hellfire missile up that person's ass. It's not going to upset me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah. I'm just not.
3: Well, but on, on the other side, no matter what happens... And we've seen this time and time again. No matter what the president and the administration does, it's never going to be good enough. It's yeah. never going to be good enough. And that's the sort of irrational kind of behavior and points of view that we're dealing with when it comes to the um, – and, and I, I don't want to even call them the anti-drone crowd because I kind of feel like I'm a little bit anti, anti-drone anti too. I'm right. just I'm just not screeching about it and taking it to its farthest extreme. But the thing right. is – uh, I mean, no matter what the president does, the president um, th- there's this uh, Justice Department white paper comes out that that talks about the war powers justification for use of uh, targeted killings against American citizens who take up arms against the United States enemy combatants. So then, that, that's out there, and now the the, the administration has decided it's going to release more documents to Congress about the pro about the drones program in you know in, uh, right at the beginning here of. Uh, john brennan's uh, confirmation hearing for director cia right. so that's i mean they're releasing more and more stuff it's just like uh, last week with the skeet shooting crap mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, president says i gone I, I went skeet shooting case closed don't feed the, the trolls anymore but then they go and they release this photograph and that creates this whole closet industry of you know photograph photoshop truthers saying that the the photo sh- the, the, the thing is fake it's just like the, the birth certificate yeah, they're the birth tro- they're and
2: trolls and don't feed the trolls.
3: Yeah. Right. So that is – so The interesting thing There's about the,
2: the, the, d- drone, uh, the drone debate, though, is you know, Perrine over at, uh, at uh, Salon wrote a nice little piece on this today about how the right really can't give him any crap over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of what's fun about it, about this little controversy. It's coming almost solely from the left.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something that the, uh, President Bush enjoyed almost exclusively, these, uh, these war powers for eight years and then you know barack obama takes over and it's it's a monster that they created that's always loved seeing on drudge when he screams about the naked body scanners you know it's what, what now suddenly you're against the naked body scanners because it's janet napolitano and barack obama who are in charge But for eight years, you guys were screaming with your pants on fire, talking about how uh, the terrorists are hiding under our beds waiting to kill us. I mean, Joe Mm -hmm. Scarborough, for God's sake, has come out against the the drone program. Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough, who doesn't doesn't flinch before he's talking about torturing the hell out of anyone with brown skin. And, you know, Middle Eastern names. I believe in torturing everyone. (laughs) Everyone. But uh, so, I mean, let's play this clip. Let's play this Code Pink clip, because this is Code Pink at the uh, hearing today for John Brennan. They interrupted John Brennan in this hearing, and he wasn't able to get like five sentences. In it. Interrupted it five times. Five times to the point where Dianne Feinstein had to stop the hearing and clear the room. Hmm. And we can talk about it as we go through it. This is, uh, this is Code Pink protesting at the John Brennan hearing.
2: Chairman Feinstein, Vice Chairman Chambliss, members of the committee, I am honored to appear before you
3: today as the president's nominee. To...
0: Would you halt, please?
2: We'll ask the police to please remove this woman.
1: Thank you.
3: So this first protester is uh, kind of an older lady, like a gray-haired older lady, and she's holding a sign, something about, you know, drones killing people. hmm and and we don't really hear what she's saying, but she's not, she won't be the last voice to be heard on this issue. Thank you very much
0: know, this is sort of thing going on got okay. we we not soldiers
1: by See, the thing
3: is, there's there's just no reasoning with that. right? Now, you could actually sit her down and engage her on what her issues are with drones, but no matter what you say, they say, you know what, there's been, uh, in American history during wartime, there have been American citizens killed in war when they've taken up arms against the United States government and military. That's just happened. That's a thing. I mean, that's fact. That's empirical fact. Hmm. You say that to them and say, well, no, 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 we're not. We're not. Al-Qaeda what? and it just because they just start screaming again. There's just no there's no reasoning with anybody who's this extreme. I would not be Okay, now now we've cut. The person's been led out of the the uh, the hearing room and Brennan is trying to start his statement again. Here today, without the love and support of my wife Kathy,
2: who's been my life partner for 34 years. And who, like the spouses of many other public servants and intelligence professionals,
3: has made numerous
2: sacrifices over the years. Now, this is their target. Yeah.
3: He was killed by a drone. This is the, this is the, uh, the shouting. It just sounds
2: so scary. Yeah.
3: He's shouting about the 16-year-old son of Anwar al-Awlaki. Oh, who well. Was, who was killed in the same Tough Would you you pause, Mr. Brennan? If you would remove
0: that individual, please, as quickly as you can. Thank you.
3: Now he was holding some sign that just looked like a big—it was like a big piece of cardboard or something that had a big black smear on it. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was a big. (laughs) I'm
2: sure that's the symbol of anti-drone. They'll be wristbands soon, like those LiveStrong things.
3: Oh, and by by the way, did you say too bad? Did you oh, say yeah. too bad about?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Al-Awlaki. you know again, Anwar Al Awlaki's 16-year-old kid, Jeez. who you know who is essentially over there with him. Is it is it you know unfortunate? Uh, maybe, but. I'm sorry. I'm not blaming anybody, but I'll lock you for that.
3: Send your email to daysxmalcontent@gmail.com. at gmail.com. No,
2: you know, I mean, that's the piece that I'm writing for banter right now is that, it, you know, you are absolutely entitled to, to have this be your sine qua non and you lose your freaking mind over, you know, drones and kill lists. Go yeah. right ahead. Yeah. It's America. You can do whatever you want, <laughs> but I, I don't care. I mean, you know, I'm willing to debate the ethical ramifications of the drone program and, and the idea of targeted killings, but, No, I'm especially like you said. When
3: people get like that,
2: screw them. Yeah, you're not going to change anybody's
3: mind. Let's uh, let's see if we can knock out the rest of this.
1: confirmed
3: Saying stand-up well, against torture. joined Brennan. today by my wife, Speaking Kathy, and my brother. No, here's Brennan st- trying to start oh again God, about his wife. He's talking about his wife. And, and now, <laughs> and it happens again. Brother Tom.
0: I, I speak for the mothers. All right. We will America, stop again. Yemen, All right. In Yemen, Pakistan, Somalia, and who else? Who else? Who where
3: else? Please remove. Okay, now this person is the one carrying the puppet. And this brings you up, you know, on, on the plus side, it's really
2: nice to see that the San Francisco Jitney now has a stop in D.C. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With this, I mean, and that's been a thing about protests that, that are kind of funny. There's always a big puppet. There's like a big paper yeah, mache what, puppet or I something mean. like it's, that. It's a bunch of crap.
2: This w- you know, this w- it's, it's, that, it's that 60s thing that says that being weird and standing out and being, you know, individual, man, mm-hmm. that's, that scares people. That gets people's attention. Guess what? No, it doesn't anymore because mm-hmm. anything you can possibly be, no matter how individualistic you think you are, it's been co-opted by somebody. That's you can right. buy the T-shirt at Hot Topic. Yeah. The only way to make your point known and to be respected while doing it is to, quite frankly, play by the other team's rules. mm mm-hmm. No,
3: and something. You know, like there that, would be
2: nothing more terrifying than than I, I think Taibbi said this. Uh, that there would be nothing more terrifying during the lead up to the Iraq uh, or in the in response to sort of the Iraq War when he was talking about the protest movement. I think he said something like, um, you know, there would be there'd be nothing more more frightening than you know two hundred fifty thousand people, you know, half a million people, whatever, all wearing you know the same thing, marching you know along the Capitol Mall or wherever. You got
3: know. got a break for a bubble genius back after this. Got one uh, one last thing to, to to throw into this discussion, then we're gonna move on. But before we do we gotta talk about Bubble Genius, because by by God, if you're gonna go to a protest, if you're gonna go to a P- code Pink protest, make sure to buy all your soap from Bubble Genius. Get right. Because those cleaner.
2: people really worry about smelling good.
3: It does a good job of cleaning the red blood red paint off of your hands that you're gonna try to smear on condi rice or something. Uh Go to BubbleGenius.com and get all your Bath & Body products there. Here's the latest from Bubble Genius.
0: After months of intensive study with the top linguists of our time in preparation for our Mardi Gras ad, we admit our Cajun accent isn't finely honed. But that won't stop us from telling you about our awesome Mardi Gras soap. Try our Fay Dodo Fleur de Lis soap on a beaded Mardi Gras rope. It smells like pralines and cream. Or our King for a Day King Cake soap. Each cinnamony slice Ooh, comes job. with its that own baby. Pocket. So we'll let the Cajuns do what they do best and we'll stick with what we do best. Make awesome vegan-friendly soap. Laissez les bon temps BubbleGenius.com
1: shove bob and chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go subscribe to the bob and chez show in the podcast section on itunes
3: your promo code is bob and chez b-o-b-a-n-d-c-h-e-z put that in a checkout and get 15 percent off your entire order from bubblegenius.com they mentioned that baby thing Well, the, the the puppet that the woman was holding the code pink woman was holding in the in the john brennan hearing was of a baby of course. It was a baby. It was like a baby puppet. It was like a, like almost like a rag doll baby na- killers. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's exactly right. And I got
2: and, and again, they how old was the woman I didn't see.
3: I don't know. They all seem to be upper middle age.
2: Yeah. Well, either lived through the sixties or like, you know, just always wanted to do that. Never got the chance to call somebody a baby killer and damn it now I can. See, I, I've got my baby puppet.
3: Yeah. And that's I mean, that's the thing that drives me nuts, though. I mean, because if you probably saw it going through uh, artwork on, on Google of, of various drone protests, that they're, they're just like the anti-choice, you know, pro-life crowd holding photos of dead babies or de- dead well, fetuses. Look, I mean, you know,
2: you made you made the point, And it, it's the truth that that the political spectrum is not a straight line. Mm-hmm. It's 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 at worst a circle at best, maybe a horseshoe. Yeah. Because eventually what happens is you come all the way around and you wind up sharing quite a bit in common with the people who are supposed to be your diametrically opposed political
3: enemies. That's right. That's right. And, you know, uh, nothing and I've just realized that nothing I say or you say or anyone trying to be reasonable is going to get through to the people who hold up. You know, effigies of dead babies at. Yeah, John I'm not. Brunigan. You
2: know, I'm not doing the both sides meme, but I hate. I don't like political extremists. Yeah. Either side of the either side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Do not like them.
3: Well, hey, speaking of extremists, here's here, I'm, this is. I'm going to start a campaign. I I want to get onto that NRA enemies list. <laughs> Have you seen this? Yeah. It's a list of uh, I don't know. It's like 500 different names. Organizations, celebrities, journalists, and it's and, and it's compiled by the National Rifle Association and these are all enemies of the NRA, enemies of gun rights. I'm just I'm scrolling through it now. I'm seeing Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone, I'm seeing Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, I'm seeing the uh, God, the <laughs> there's, there's there's the whole variety of organizations. The American Jewish Committee <laughs> American Psychological Association. Great.
2: So so basically they're Scientologists.
3: Yeah. The uh, YWCA is bad. Here's some of the celebrities. I'm just going to scroll down and look at some of the the, celebrities. CBS News, New York Times, of course, Washington Post. Jessica Alba is on the enemies list. Lauren Bacall, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Let's see. Peter Bogdanovich, uh, John Bon Jovi. Mel Brooks, for God's sake, George Clooney, of course, Sean Connery, Sean Connery is an enemy of the NRA, good Lord, and what does Sean Connery say if he's wearing Bane's mask? Oh no! <laughs> I just... um, perhaps he's wondering why I'd shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane.
2: <laughs> Very first line of Bane in the movie.
3: You never disappoint.
2: Um... I, it's funny, uh, Taryn and I watched, um, watched all three of those movies back-to-back. Yeah. The night. Like, a really, honestly, a really great way to, to spend eight hours.
3: Yeah, it really is. I mean, they're, they're just such
2: great movies. And, really and to are. watch all the little sort of interconnected things is pretty cool.
3: By the way, did you notice that Batman, uh, the, the Dark Knight Rises got completely snubbed, the Academy Awards? I don't think there was huh. a single nomination for that movie.
2: Yeah, that's interesting.
3: Uh, let's see. What Mandy Patinkin's on this list? Mary Tyler Moore. You know, sort of the usual people that you would see on the list. Uh, Madonna, for some reason, on this list. Madonna hates Whoa. guns. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. We're going to be talking about Sylvester Stallone on the after party, by the way. Um, but I want to get on this list. I want to be on this list because there is like a, a list for journalists, and and do you get I'm not, like
2: a like a, a ribbon or something?
3: I I hope so. I hope because I, a I plaque. Have, I would, you know what, that is something, if I got onto the NRA enemies list, I would totally print that out and frame that. I, I, mean, I would that never would be, stop
2: talking about that.
3: I would love it. I would frame the entire list and put like a big red circle around <laughs> my name. I mean, that would be, to me, that would be the ultimate badge of honor. To me, that would be like winning the Oscar. For the NRA to, to, to include me as one of their enemies would be fantastic. And I've, yeah, i, I, I think like that. I think I've earned it. I mean, I've been writing almost exclusively about gun control. I mean, I, I, I wrote in the Daily Banter this week that basically, like, we just got to go get the guns. I mean, that's how I ended a thing. We yeah, got to get yeah, the guns. Yeah,
2: I, I that concerned me a little bit, but I get where you're coming from. I certainly get where the outrage comes from. I,
3: because I'm a tyrant. I'm a, a tyrannical sympathizer. I, you know, acquiesce Lord. to, you know, government power at every turn.
2: Um, Ted, but, New, Ted Nugent wants you to suck on his gun
3: <laughs> That's right So please do, do me a favor do me, If you're listening to this show You can pause the show or you can keep it running Go to Twitter And type in to the NRA It'd be at NRA It's very easy to remember And use this message Add Bob Seska to your enemies list Please help me do this Help me become one of the NRA's Stated enemies <laughs> I would love nothing more. I mean, this would be, I, I, you know, and I've, I've had various accolades throughout my career, some, uh, some more respectable than others, <laughs> but this would be. I mean, you want to talk about, like I said, the ultimate prize. This would be like, I, I would like to thank the Academy. I, I'll try not to cry.
2: Especially you your, uh, your, uh, your AVN for uh, best, uh, best cream pie
3: scene. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take one last break. Back after this.
1: This is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza.
3: I'm loving this, uh, this band. It's
2: Monsters and Men, right? Uh, Monsters and Men, yeah. I totally am not into them.
3: Oh, my God. I I always
2: confuse them with Mumford and Sons, and I hate Mumford and Sons. Uh, I don't like Mumford and Sons. But I I like I I don't just like Mumford & Sons. I I feel the same way about them as... I feel the way about them that I knew I was going to as soon as I heard them, which is I'm going to like these guys for, like, 20 minutes. I'm going to think they're the greatest thing ever. And then as soon as I realize that every single one of their songs sounds exactly alike, I'm just going to hate
3: them. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I mean, that's always the danger with a a debut band. Because, you know what? I was really into the band Wolfmother when they released their, their first album. I just amazing amazing music and just kind of a throwback kind of band and they're just gritty and and badass mm. and then they released their second album and i found it unlistenable mm. i mean because they they changed all kinds of lineup members uh who came and went and then the production value is literally unlistenable on the second go to go to itunes and and compare the first album clips with the second album. The second album clips sound like they were recorded through like a 1920s telephone with the high-end EQ turned all the way up. Mm. So we're going to uh, disagree on this Bill Maher thing. Is that is that true? No, no, no. I mean, you know, you
2: really, you, you called Sam Harris insufferable, and I understand. I know a lot of people really don't uh, like him. Is, is. I actually happen to like him quite a bit because I feel like his logic most of the time, is pretty impeccable. Yeah. And he relies on it quite a bit. And he does make
3: a point. Well, he said, here's the thing. He said, and, and before the, the question, because Bill Maher mm-hmm. raised, and this is the, 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 the crux of what we're going to talk about, Bill Maher raised a hypothetical question about, wouldn't you like a second gun in the room if there's a guy about to do a mass shooting with a gun? Right. And then, and, but before that, Sam Harris says something that I thought was unforgivable. He said, the gun nuts on, on the right, the gun nuts... Have a lot of great points. Uh, it, well, did he say that really word for word? Yes. No. I don't he did. think
2: I don't think gun nuts have much in the way of great points. I, I think that resp- resp- responsible and respectable gun users do. Yeah,
3: but he said no. He said you know, gun, gun nuts. I'm I'm going to see. It might be on this clip that I have. I'm going to play uh, the the beginning because the clip starts with uh, with Sam Harris saying that Sam Harris is an author um, and a the blogger. The end of faith. Yeah
2: which is which is, you, is you know which is quite quite frankly the Bible for atheists, right, the end of faith is amazing
3: um by the way, I don't have it, I don't have it, but okay. i i'm I'm fairly certain that he did say, you know there are a lot of good points, the gun nuts have a lot of well, good look, points, I mean,
2: too he brings up something that is that is true which is, I mean, first of all, you've got to consider that Bill Maher and certainly Sam Harris' – the reason that Sam Harris ha- has a weapon is because there are probably people out there who are gun nuts who want to kill him. There's the, the sort of irony because, yeah. you know, you tend to sort of equate gun nuts with, um, uh, with con- sort of conservative Christians, and he really pisses off the conservative Christian contingent. So I yeah. can see where he would sort of stick up for, for uh, responsible gun ownership. Yeah. Because I think he genuinely feels, and, and probably rightfully so, that his his life and the life of his family might kind of be on the line every day of the
3: week. Well, here's one of the things, and this was a this was a, a Sam Harris blog post. Yeah, that, I read it. all the gun, right? And and then um, Bill Maher kind of paraphrased something that Sam Harris had said, or it was kind of a hypothetical scenario. And so this is this, this Bill Maher question is directly from. Sam Harris, and it's ripped, you know, two steps down the line from an NRA bumper sticker. Here it is. This-
1: Let me ask you this question. You're, you're in a situation where a madman has a gun. You're in a theater,
3: a mm-hmm. restaurant, mm-hmm. some public place. Uh, freeze the tape so you have a chance to think. What's going through your head?
1: Are you really happy that he's the only one there with a gun? Really? Is that, because this is something I think you right. ask in your right. blog, is is what's going through your mind, thank
3: God he's the only one with a gun, because I wouldn't want to be caught in a crossfire. Yeah. But is but that let's, really let's, let's what you would want in that situation? Mm-hmm. And my answer is no. <laughs> no. Right. I don't want some random citizen, concealed carrying, put, you know, becoming Mr. Cowboy. Uh, I think that's you know. really
2: dangerous. I agree with you.
3: Yeah, John McClane you know, in, in, in well John McClain was actually a police officer, so that's different.
2: But right. like you can't I mean you can't be guaranteed that the person who's carrying the other gun knows what the hell they're doing. Now the one sort of logical conundrum that you come up with is yeah, a crossfire sucks, but there's one guy in that room who is specifically trying to kill you. Yeah. Whereas the other guy would, you know. You would imagine not be trying to kill you. Now, obviously, you can get dead either way. It's, you're not going to care very much. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's sort of the logical conundrum that you come up with.
3: Well, it's really, really a hypothetical one. I mean, we're of we're really talking. Well, we're just. I mean, it's just. I mean, and the, and the reason the NRA came up with this fits nicely on a bumper sticker. The the only thing that's. Uh, the only thing it's that stops a bad guy, bad guy with a guy, gun right. is a good guy with a gun. That's the NRA bumper sticker. And that's basically what Bill Maher is saying. And the reason they say this is because it scares the piss out of people. Well, you know, on the surface, it's, again, it's like, oh, American citizens will be killed by drones? Impeach! Impeach! Well, this, this, is, this skims that top layer, right? It says that. Oh, God, well, okay, of course, yeah, I want someone else blowing his head off. And everything's well, going to work out just fine. entire
2: logic for the arms race, yeah. you know, because yeah. the person who has the more firepower is the person who, quite frankly, has the floor. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. So um, I came up with a list of five reasons why this just doesn't make any sense. First of all, um, Mother Jones did a study. And went back 30 years, 30 years of, of gun massacres. We're talking about mass shootings of four or more people killed. And 62 incidents like that in the United States since uh, well since uh, 1980, whatever it is, 30 years, uh, 83. Uh, the number of times that that mass shooting has been stopped, ended by a citizen, a good guy with a gun, zero. Zero. Yeah. And so, by the way, I've been getting a lot of comments like this. Well, if, if, if there was a good guy with a gun and he would have stopped it, it wouldn't have been a mass shooting in the first place. So it's like a logical paradox. <laughs> I said, well, no, a mass shooting has to end somehow. I mean, the guy has to stop shooting at some point, And that point has never been an armed citizen killing him. That's never happened. So no, that's
2: because we don't allow enough guns on the street.
3: <laughs> that's yes, <yeah, laughs> that's, that's right. the argument. We I need ask. even more and more and more guns. <clears throat> but not even trained law enforcement officials do this, as we saw in Alabama, where they it took them five, six days to finally storm that dorm, doomsday bunker. And uh, and get that right,
2: right, right, right. But what you, you, I, you and I talked about this, and, and I, I was actually kind of not upset, but I mean, I when I, I sort of, uh, you know, was taken aback a little bit when you wrote that because, uh, you know, again, dad, dad's been a cop for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, so I'm familiar with uh, at least, you know, a little bit with the way police tactics work, and I, I think I, you and I, when you and I talked about it maybe last week or the week before that, police are now most most municipalities anyway, uh, the policy is that if you have an active shooter situation, there's a difference between a hostage situation and an active shooter. Hostage is, okay, you know, this is not somebody who's, this is somebody who's going to use the people that he has with him as leverage to get what he wants, um, or, or if nothing else, to keep himself alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, an active shooter situation is somebody who just goes in blowing people away, and most police departments now, during an active shooter situation are told do not wait you don't set up a perimeter you, you and you step over quite frankly you step over people who are hurt your job is to eliminate to neutralize the threat period that's right so they do actually rush in well i would uh, situation
3: yeah well okay but i mean what, what we're talking about in alabama was a situation with, a, a, hostage with situation, a child yeah. hostage yeah
0: okay
2: absolutely
3: but, but i mean it it, it there can be mass shootings where there are, there's a similar situation, sure. where there are, there are people there, and if, if it hasn't if it isn't stopped, then it, it's going to turn into a mass shooting. But, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, there is law enforcement trained to handle these situations. I don't want some y- yokel, some hoople, like in that scene from Boogie Nights in the donut shop, taking the law into his own hands. And potentially exacerbating the situation, escalating everything. Actually, the better
2: movie reference would be Point Break.
3: (laughs) Point Break, right?
2: Um, Although that guy was a cop, supposedly.
3: Yeah. Well, and the next point was that uh, in the the two most recent assassinations of presidents or assassination attempts against presidents, they were surrounded by people with firearms, good guys with guns. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at those the, the the footage from the Reagan attempted assassination, you know immediately after you see everyone's brandishing an uzi submachine gun so the good guys with the guns weren't able to stop that mass shooting and it was four people it was reagan a secret service guy james brady and the cop were all gunned down and that was just i mean hinkley just had a revolver for god's sake mm-hmm. so and i i just i just don't want that that sort of twitchy Barney Fife wannabe guy, that self-deputized, adrenaline-pumped steroid lad, like suddenly pulling out his gun and firing away. It's just not, that's just not how it works. And from what, I'm, from what I understand, law enforcement doesn't want that either. Leave it to us. We'll, do, we'll, we'll take care of it as best we can. Because the, the subsequent argument is from the NRA now, well, you know what, law enforcement is too slow. Yeah,
2: yeah, I did hear that.
3: <laughs> and law enforcement's going back to the NRA. Thanks a lot. Dude, we're buying all your guns. <laughs> Why are you throwing us under the bus?
2: Didn't Sam Harris make the argument that, that, you know, which is clever. I don't know how correct it is, but I think Sam Harris made the argument that, uh, that essentially when you, when you call the police, you're calling for guys with guns. That's right. Wouldn't it be better, essentially, to have somebody there already? Which is a fine point, except that, again, you, know, you don't know whether the guy who's got the weapon is somebody who's trained well enough.
3: Well, let's, okay, let's pursue that line of reasoning. If we now know that everyone who has a concealed carry license has gone through the same exhaustive process as you go through to become a driver, a licensed driver in America, and a licensed car owner, then, you know what, maybe. Maybe we can talk about that oh well no that's that's been my argument since day
2: one i mean i've i've always said that i'm not there's no way to take away everybody's guns yeah. there just isn't and and anybody who makes the point that look you know assault weapons um Assault weapons are are a real problem, but people will find another kind of gun to kill people and make people just as dead. That's true. That is true. And you're never going to be able to take them away. But what you can do and what you should do is you should make them incredibly difficult to get your hands on. And if you do own one, I mean, they should make you jump through all kinds of hoops when it comes to training, when it comes to responsibility courses, all of that. Yeah.
3: The sad thing is is that just not going to happen. I mean, at this point, already, already the assault weapons ban, not going to happen. Not, there just aren't the votes. Um, there's no political courage in Congress, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, because Democrats, there are plenty of Democrats who are in the pocket of the NRA, too. And it's just, so that's not going to happen. Now they're moving on to the background checks. Now the NRA is getting into the, we, we can't have background checks either. We don't want the government making a list.
2: Right. And that's exactly what it is. It's that insane paranoia yeah. that that paranoia that you know the, that's really behind that i mean the true justification for for why they're gun crazy and why they're genuinely crazy mm-hmm. you should never under any circumstances take the word or take the advice or listen in any way to somebody whose justification for doing something is, I'm terrified of, uh, I'm, I'm, a, a com- I'm a complete paranoid weirdo. And that's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified that the government is going to come and, and, you know, b- batter down my door and, and, you know, take me off to go work in the FEMA camps.
3: That's right. Yeah. I mean,
2: the NRA does. Right doesn't, there. Right there, you lose. You make that argument, which is essentially what they're doing. Right there, you, you lose the. Uh, you forfeit your, your ability to be taken seriously. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, already, what we're seeing is this menu of legislation. I mean, we already have the executive, 23 executive orders, and that's great. But we need to go well beyond that. And so, but we already see the NRA picking away at it piece by piece. You know, next thing up is going to be the extended magazines. You know, it's just everything that Congress tries to do. The NRA controls it. It is unbelievable. have never seen agree. anything like this. And so and that's why I get really sketchy about people conceding too much ground to these these guys. Because we just we do that all the time. We just over-compromise, and it's never reciprocated. We never get compromise back. We just get more and more ground ceded to the NRA and to the gun lobby.
2: No, and that's, and that's a fine argument, that, that you really need to be sort of hardcore um, off in the other direction in order to get anything to move at all.
3: Yeah. But I, I, mean, I don't even think I'm, I'm hardcore in that direction. But I do believe that if we can't get the assault weapons ban, we can't get the extended magazines ban... And we can't get background checks. Then I I think the anti-gun, the pro—I would say the pro-gun control movement has got to maybe take the approach of the anti-choice right wing and start chipping away at these things, maybe at the state level, piece by piece, and just making it more and more difficult to get guns. Sort of like guys like
2: guys like Bloomberg have done that.
3: Yeah, I mean, kind of what they're doing with uh, on the far right with abortion, making Mm -hmm. it gradually more and more difficult. To have an abortion And, and
2: yeah, kind but what of what working... happens is The gun lobby is so well organized And so well funded That you get things like You know uh, the, the lawsuit against uh, Against Washington, D.C. Yeah,
3: oh no, that's true I mean, that's
2: true Yeah, I mean, you know it's... I mean, they'll fight everything They'll fight tooth and nail
3: Well, I mean I, I, it's, it's something that's going to have to be uh, More gradual and slow Than I was hoping I, I was kind of I was really hoping That if there was going to be A silver lining Sandy Hook that something serious was going to happen, and it was going to happen this year.
2: Yeah, that would have that would have been nice, and, and I agree. You know, I mean, look, I'm, you know, a little bit removed from Sandy Hook. Obviously, I'm, I'm being a little more rational, but I'm still, yeah. I mean, that. The, what what else will it take? I mean, Sandy Hook was the most horrific thing I can imagine. I, 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 I'm, it's unfathomable to me still. Yeah.
3: Well, just please get me on the NRA uh, enemies list. I would like There's nothing two. more than that. If you want to do me one big favor. Text, or, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, tweet to the NRA. It's at NRA. Three little letters. Just tweet these see, words. That's,
2: see, that's the irony, though. That's The the irony is that if you get on the NRA's enemies list, you're going to need to own a con.
1: <laughs>
3: Add Bob Seska to your enemies list. Tweet that to the NRA, please. I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm dead serious. I want to be on that enemies list. Yeah, just a huge badge of honor i would just love it i would just laugh the laugh of all laughs crane my head back and just big big old belly laugh and then i would posterize make it into a big poster and frame it hey thanks for listening thanks for tuning in the after party is next everything we didn't get to um today on the show we're going to do on the after party tomorrow at uh, noon eastern friday's noon eastern six dollars a month and you get least four big shows of stuff that you don't get on the free show